I've had my head up my own ass, and hey, smells pretty good. And Alice Cooper's gonna come in and fuck your mom and all that fun stuff. Take a chance, and you won't regret it. Because if the asshole don't move, that dog ain't farting, but if it opens up a little bit, that's probably a real fart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you? Your old pal Joe checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. Hey, first Monday in October. How about that? How you doing? How was your weekend? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. It's a brand new month. You got nothing but time to flip that shit around. Real quick, let's get some announcements out of the way. My album will be coming out October 26th. Ladies and Leftovers will be out the 26th of this month. Uh, It'll be available on all streaming platforms. I'm looking into uh, having it on Amazon and Apple Music as well. You can keep up to date with it at joekellycomedy.com. I have a fellow working on a... uh, what the fuck would it be? A tab, a page for the album. So that'll be up very, very soon. And uh, I'm trying to figure out the whole pre-order processing shit in case you want to pre-order it. But again, it will be available October 26th. And in the meantime, just keep your eyes on joekellycomedy.com for uh, all the updates. Also got a couple few shows happening. Hey, motherfuckers, we're slinging some jokes. Tomorrow, October 5th. I will be at Social Fox Brewing in Norcross, Georgia for Comedy at the Fox. Maybe, maybe ticket sales are once again low, so the I don't know. The venue might be canceling that show as well. Uh, we've canceled the last one, and I think we canceled one in July. It's been very hit and miss. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. The brewery shows have been uh, lightly attended here around the greater Atlanta area, even... Uh, Fuck, what is it? The Laughing Skull Lounge. They do like satellite shows. So it'll be like Laughing Skull Lounge presents comedy at Atlanta Brewing Company. The uh, All their satellite shows have been canceled just due to uh, low numbers, people not coming out. I don't know if people have prioritized their lives and realized that, hey, comedy at breweries ain't that big of a deal. We can do other things with our time. Or perhaps the old, uh, the old Delta 8 variant is getting at you. You know what I mean? That new cool Delta 8 (laughs) variant. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But uh, as of now, as of now, come through Norcross, Georgia tomorrow, October 5th, Social Fox Brewing for a comedy show. I'll also be in Florida this weekend, two nights in Panama City, the 7th and the 8th. The 9th, I'll be in Mobile. And the 10th, I will be in Pensacola, Florida. So doing a little panhandle run this weekend joekellycomedy.com has all the venues tickets times all that shit so uh go and check it out there man and that's it that's all the announcements we got them out of the way it took some time i apologize i know you guys don't like waiting around while i fucking plug all my shit you know like some corporate whore like some corporate fucking whore i'm sorry but i gotta do it no one else is doing it for me You know what I mean? So thank you for sitting through those couple moments of me plugging the things that I find important. I certainly appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, man. What'd you get into with your weekend, people? Did you have some fun? Did you do anything productive? Are you getting your life together? Winter's coming. 
right? So you better get your shit together, because if not, you're going to be all sad and cold for fucking four or five months or however long winter is, wherever you are. So get your shit together, you know, get the soup ready, have it prepared so it's easy to heat up, and you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Ah, oh, man. Nothing, I had some shows this weekend at Laughing School. Hey, they were good. They were fun. The Friday show was phenomenal. The 5 p.m. show on Saturday, hey, that was pretty good too. You know, only like half half the room. I don't know. We had like 30, 40 people there. They were great. The 8 p.m. show on Saturday, eh, fuck them. They were weird. I don't know. People got to come and be all fucking weird and alienate themselves from everybody because they don't know how to have a good time. You know, I'm blaming it on them. It definitely wasn't me having a bad set. <laughs> it was, yeah, because it couldn't have been. How could it ever be my fault? It's clearly 80 other people's fault. It's not mine, you know. <laughs> there were some, a few people having some fun. Someone even said, hey, I liked your show. And it's like, well... It sure didn't feel like it. Those are the most fun shows, people, is when you go up and you tell your jokes and uh, nobody laughs. Nobody even makes a sound, you know. It's very quiet. It's very uncomfortable. You feel like you did a bad job and then you get off stage and then somebody comes up to you and is like, hey, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing all that. And it's like, well, I appreciate it. But at the same time, this is not the, uh, the appropriate response. Or not, I don't know if it's inappropriate, but it's not the response I was looking for. Usually if people have a good time when you're doing stand-up, they kind of laugh. Give you a little energy. You know, maybe smile. Even just a fucking smile is sometimes enough. I understand that there are people out there that don't know how to laugh. Do you believe that, people? There are human beings, grown adults in this world, that don't know how to laugh. And I understand that, but they could still figure out how to smile. But you just stare at me all dead-eyed while I'm losing my fucking soul on stage because I feel like I'm eating shit. And then you get off stage, you're like, hey, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was like, oh, okay. Such a strange fucking world. Such a strange goddamn world. But that was my weekend. That was it. Did I do much else? Maybe I did a couple other things. Is that any of your business? Not at the moment. Oh, man, I got nothing to talk about. I paid no attention to the news last week at all. At all, people. I had my head up my own ass, and hey, smells pretty good. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, I was just, I don't know. Did you all know I lived on Maui for a little while? That's what this podcast is going to be about today. Just what led me to Maui and what the fuck I was doing there and why did I leave, I guess. You know? Basically, I just think if you want to do something, people, you got to take a fucking chance. You know, I lived on Maui for a little while. I lived out of my van. I've lived in many different cities. I've been all over the country, you know, meet a lot of people that say, oh, I wish I did that when I was younger. It's like, you don't have to be younger to do it. Just do what the fuck it is you want. A lot of people get caught up in their responsibilities as being parents and their jobs and shit like that. But man... If you really want to do something, take a fucking chance. And uh, 
if you decide, once you do it, you decide you don't want to do it, hey, you can fucking, you can always go back to the bullshit that you're doing now. You know what I mean? But just do, I don't know, do what the fuck it is you want. Take a chance in life. That's what Maui was for me. I just was like, fuck everything. Fuck the whole world. That's how I felt at that point in time. That's what led me to Maui was just, I don't know, more, I guess, just being confused about what the world is and feeling like I had been lied to my whole life growing up. That's what led me to Maui was like, man, fuck all this shit. Because you know how when you're a kid and everybody spends like the first like eight, nine years of your life just lying to you, telling you about Santa Claus and how you should be honest and treat people kindly and all that bullshit and how the world is a beautiful place. Remember all those fucking lies everybody gave you when you were growing up? (laughs) And then sometimes at some point you realize, ah, it's a fucking lie. So, uh, you, you know, you decide you want to sell all your shit and you don't want to participate in society anymore. That's what I did. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Not too, uh, not sure what I was doing there. What led me there was basically a lot of confusion. <laughs> I, uh, I lived in upstate New York for like two months, right? Working at some radio stations. I wasn't even working at a radio station in Utica, people. I was technically... Not an employee at the radio station. I was quasi-hosting the morning show there. I was basically a glorified intern. So I'd spend my mornings uh, hosting and kind of producing a morning radio show and uh, not getting paid a dime. So my job in Utica, was a, I was a fucking checkout clerk at goddamn Kmart for about three fucking weeks. But fortunately... The guy who I was working with at the radio station got fired rather quickly, like two months in. So uh, couldn't go back to Michigan, right? There wasn't shit going on there. So we went down to Washington, D.C., where our, uh, our program director from the station in Michigan, that's a radio term, had moved. And uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing down there. I started doing fundraising for political organizations, you know what I mean? A canvasser. You guys have probably encountered these people if you live in a city. Usually some fuck with a clipboard standing out of somewhere you're trying to get in (laughs) and going, hey, do you have a minute for whatever bullshit I'm talking about? Do you have a minute to save the planet? Do you have a minute to protect gay rights? Do you have a, a minute to basically give me your credit card on the street? That's basically what the fuck we were trying to do. Because we need to get your money, you know. Not for, not for dirty political purposes, not to line the pockets of some soulless fucking politician or lobbyist in Washington, D.C. No, your money goes to good causes like saving the fucking planet. It's all bullshit and it's nonsense. That was the first inkling that I had where it was like, oh, all these good efforts. Because you know when you're like 22, everybody cares about the planet. And other people's feelings, you know? So they, what they do is they, they take your good heart and they use it to fucking line the pockets of millionaires, of people who already got all the money in the world. That's all basically all those political organizations do. And then they throw big fancy dinners for their highest of donors, right? So it's just a bunch of rich cocksuckers stroking each other off. That's what the fuck it is. That's what's happening with your money, people. If you donate 
to these nonprofits, you're fooling yourself. <laughs> you're fooling yourself into thinking you're doing a good thing because really it's just a money grab. They're taking your good heart and they're perverting it for their own financial gain. That's what these motherfuckers are doing, you know. Maybe I have a different point of view. I don't know. But uh, after I was like, okay, this is all kind of nonsense and a bunch of hoobla. I, uh, I started working at the traffic network down there in D.C., started doing traffic on the radio, was in Washington, D.C. And uh, Washington, D.C. is a top 10 market in radio. The markets are based on population size. So I think New York is probably the biggest one than L.A., Chicago, or like the top three. I think D.C. was like number eight when, uh, when I was working there. And coming from a radio perspective, working in the top 10 market is a big fucking, that's like the dream. You know what I mean? Oh, you work in one of the biggest markets in the country. You know, you're heard by many, many people. It's like, oh, that's the goal. And usually it takes like 10 years to get there. But I was fucking three, maybe two or three years in radio. And here it was, baby. I made it. I had a full-time job. I was part of a union. I had all these things, all these dreams that were never mine. But I was told that this is what the fuck life is about. You know, you get somewhere, you pick a career path, and you try and get as high as you can in the ranks of that career. And on paper, I was in a great position, maybe a position I didn't deserve, but hey, for some reason, it, I fell into it, and I was doing well enough at it that they were like, hey, you can be a full-time employee here and be part of the union and pay your dues and get your money and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, great. That's what I told is the only thing I need in life to be happy. And then after I had it for a while, I'm sitting there going, this fucking sucks. This certainly is not my dream, you know. And at that point, maybe I didn't even know what my dream was. Maybe I was so caught up and uh, what everybody else told me the dream was that I didn't even know what my own was. Maybe you get that way too sometimes. You listen to people and people tell you what you ought to be doing and what you ought to have and what you ought to be thankful for and what you ought to appreciate. And uh, you don't even spend time deciding what 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 you really want and what you think you ought to have. You know what I mean? So at some point, just sitting in some fucking cubicle, that's what radio became. I thought radio was going to be fun and like, you know, we're playing music and we're spinning tracks and, you know, we're, we're doing drugs and fucking ladies in the studio, you know, and Alice Cooper's going to come in and fuck your mom and all that fun stuff. But it's, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. I sat in a cubicle and talked about Virginia Beach day after day for I don't know why. And then D.C. is just, D.C. has a very, I don't know, a stinky vibe to it. I'll, I'll put it that way, man. Professional liars live in Washington, D.C. You have politicians and you have lawyers. These people are fucking professional fucking liars. So that's the energy they fill that city with. And I just remember hating it. And not wanting to be any, any part of it. You know what I mean? Not having anything to do with the city. So, uh, I don't know. I was dating a girl at the time and we kind of had the same idea where it's just like, all this shit just sucks. Like, what are we even doing with our lives? It seems very, I don't know. It seems like we're just wasting it. 
So I say, well, what do you do? I say, well, how about just sell all my shit and just get the fuck out of here and go try and maybe figure out what life is and live a simpler life and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe enjoy myself a little bit. So that's what I did. That is what I did. I got rid of everything I ever really owned in Washington, D.C., which I never, I've never been a person who's had a lot of things. Some people, as soon as they get an apartment or something like that, they fill it with a bunch of shit. I was always very hesitant because maybe I always knew that I wasn't staying there in Washington, D.C., but I had some furniture, TV, Xbox 360. Huh? How about that? Got rid of all that shit. Got rid of everything and loaded up a couple backpacks with some clothes and some books and a couple pairs of shoes and went out to Maui. Almost sold my car too, but my dad talked me out of it. He's like, you know what? How about I just hold on to this for a little while? And it's like, okay, that seems, you know, whatever. That's a good move. That's a good move. And it ended up, you know, he had some foresight to him that I guess I did not see at that point in time. But uh, left the car in Michigan and just went out there with no real plan. You know what I mean? I wanted to have a garden. So that was kind of the, uh, that was basically the only thing that I wanted to do while I was out there was learn how to grow food. And I did. I certainly did. I did everything I wanted to do. My life on Maui was very relaxing, you know, never really dealt with a cell phone. The cell phone was just like a non existent sort of thing in my life there were only certain places you can make phone calls anyway like I wasn't getting a good signal everywhere so there was no point in having that around and uh, I just remember yeah just slowing everything down really enjoying myself and doing whatever the fuck it was that I wanted to do so my days were basically, I'd get up between like 5 and 5.30 every morning. No alarm needed. I would just be up and just ready to go and uh, get a cup of coffee and read for about an hour, hour and a half, like pretty much every morning. Can I remember anything I read? Of course not, people. Of course not. But I read a bunch of books, a bunch of fucking books, mostly Robert Anton Wilson stuff and Terrence McKenna. But uh, would sit there with my cup of coffee, looking out the kitchen window, reading a book, watching the sunrise, chasing chickens out of the garden so they'd stop eating my fucking tomatoes, you know? That was my morning. And then once uh, other people started getting up, because the property, it wasn't like your run-of-the-mill just fucking apartment. It was, you know, everything where I lived on this little property wasn't up to code. You know, it was called the Hui, which I believe is Hawaiian for brotherhood. So it was kind of like, it wasn't a cult compound, you know, but it had some compound vibes to it. There were some neighbors and other people living in other units on the, uh, on the property. But my landlord, uh, he was great, man. He was the, just one of the coolest dudes ever. He was so chill, but, uh. So I'd do my reading, have my coffee, whatever, and then he'd get up and uh, we'd always play, we'd play Frisbee like pretty much every morning for like an hour or two before he had to go to work and before I guess I ended up having to go to work too. 
It was beautiful, man. It was fucking beautiful. It was perfect. It was everything that the city wasn't. Wake up, read, have some coffee, go play Frisbee for a couple hours. And then I was doing some carpentry work with a guy. So we'd go do that for a few hours. We never worked like a full day, (laughs) ever. We never worked like an eight-hour day. Everything was just kind of like, well, we'll get some work done today, and then we'll do some more tomorrow. So that was like kind of the routine. And uh, he dropped me off, and then I'd ride a bicycle down the mountain. No helmet at all, probably doing upwards of 35, 40, maybe sometimes 50 miles an hour. That thing was, that mountain was fucking steep, bro. So I'd just be flying down the mountain, get back home, uh, maybe go for a hike, go find some bananas, do some shit like that, fuck around in the garden some more. Uh, Landlord would get off work, we'd play frisbee again until the sun set. Sometimes we'd play after the sunset, too. I got fucking smashed in the throat one time with a Frisbee. But I didn't sell it. I no-sold it. You know what I mean? He was like, are you okay? I'm like, throw the fucking Frisbee. You bet your ass I'm okay. You know? A lot of hiking. A lot of swimming in streams. Some beach time. I didn't spend too much time on the beach there. But just taking a break from the city, man. And just doing... We lived a very, very slow, quiet life. For the most part, you know, and it wasn't that expensive between the both of us, between my girlfriend and I, we were paying like 400 bucks a piece for our little apartment. So people are like, oh, Maui is or Hawaii is very expensive. And it's like, you don't even know people who have never even been to Hawaii are like, oh, man, I've heard it's so expensive. I've heard it's so expensive. And it's like, yeah, of course, it, it can be depending on what you want to do. If you want to live, you know, in a city-like setting while you're on a fucking beautiful island, then yeah, it's going to be more expensive. You know what I mean? If you want to have some little regular fucking run-of-the-mill fucking one-bedroom, two-bedroom apartment, yeah, you're probably going to pay 18 to two grand or whatever a month. And if you want to you know, go out to, you want to try all the restaurants and try all this and try all that, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be expensive, but if you you got to learn to live a little bit differently, you know what I mean? We we cooked so much food just at home. A lot of shit from the garden. We'd all the whole property would get together and we'd do like a Costco run. So, you know, we'd kind of save money that way too. A lot of rice and veggies and shit like that. And then like maybe once or twice a month go to a Go to a little restaurant along the North Shore and get like a fish sandwich or something like that. But we weren't living crazy, you know, as far as like nightlife and shit like that. Like nightlife doesn't, I'm sure it matters to some people on like the hotel side of the island. But the one, there was a bar called the Lilikoi Grill that was close to where we lived along the North Shore. And I think they closed at nine o'clock every night. You know what I mean? Just because why, why would you spend your night drinking in a bar and then waking up at noon when it's like the most beautiful, beautiful fucking part of the day is the morning, you know? So you just have to assess, I guess, your life. Maybe you have to change some things about you. But anybody, you can go live on Maui today if you want to, man. You can. 
I really, I truly believe that. You just got to get over yourself and go give it a try. But it was perfect, man. I had a great time there. I had a great about year there of doing nothing, of really just quiet, just really quiet time, just spending time alone in the jungle. And then with other people too here and there. It was fu- It's perfect, man. I highly suggest if you ever want to fuck off, you should go do it. And not just for like a vacation, like really fuck off and go live for uh for a little while you know but uh i don't know at some point it was like man this is great this is perfect i like being disconnected from the world and everything i like having my own pace or whatever but uh i don't know there was still something there's just something that i wanted to maybe do, maybe accomplish, maybe try. And that's what it was. It was the comedy thing. It was doing stand-up, man. I just, I'd wanted to do it forever, forever and ever and ever. It had always been in the back of my mind that that would be the coolest fucking thing to do, would to be do stand-up comedy. And it was something that I always tell, it's like, man, I think I can do that. I honestly think, and I thought, that I could do it. I think I had it in me, or I thought I had it in me. I still think I have it in me. I'm still doing it, so it's whatever. But it was just the thing that I just couldn't, I couldn't let go. I remember chilling, sitting under that mango tree. There was a strange mango tree on the property. It had one single mango that would never get ripe, and it never grew any other mangoes. But I would spend a lot of time sitting under there, just kind of relaxing. And I just remember going, man, the stand-up thing is just something that I want to do. And I think I could do it. So again, picked up my shit and was like, well, I guess I'm going to go. I guess I'm going to go do that. You're probably wondering, Joe, what happened to your girlfriend? I left her ass there. (laughs) She's still there. She found her place in the world, man. She, uh... She loved it, and I loved it too, but it was just like, I just, I got, there's this, uh, there's this thing that, that's inside me that if I don't go after, I'll regret it forever, and that's how I felt about Maui too, was like, if I don't go do this now, I will regret not doing it, and that's the same way I felt about stand-up. I don't want to live my life wondering what if I would have done something that I wanted to do. So I feel like I've always put myself in a position where it's like, if I want to do something, I'm going to fucking do it, you know, for better or for worse, for better or for worse. I'm not saying you can't, you know, you can't make some mistakes along the way. Lord knows I have. But if you want something, you got to go for it, man. You got to. So many people, the Maui thing, people are like, oh, I wish I did that. When I lived out of my van, people were like, oh, I wish I did that. Even doing stand-up, people were like, I wish I could do that. It's like, you can. You fu- All you got to do is just stand up there and run your mouth and hopefully tell some jokes. But that's all it is. Quit being so fucking hard on yourself, you know? Go for it. Fucking do the thing that it is that you want to do and quit letting other people tell you what you ought to be doing and what you should be doing and who you should look up to and 
who you should listen to and all this bullshit, man. Go for the things that it is that you want to do. For better or for worse. Fucking go get the fucking thing. But do remember, always keep in mind that the thing you want, it might not turn out to be what you think it is. So always keep that in mind too. You know, there's two sides to everything where it's like you can go after something that you think you love. And then once you start doing it, you might realize that you had a grandiose idea or you didn't even know what the fuck it is that you were doing. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. And now here we are fucking, when did I start it in 2012? So coming up on nine years of doing this stand up shit. You know, and that was the thing that's what motivated me to not stop doing stand up was the fact that I left Hawaii, I left Maui to start doing stand up. So there was no part of me that was like, well, if I'm just, if I was just going to quit doing this, I could just stayed in paradise. You know, I traded paradise for dark, smoky bars filled with miserable people. Try and figure that shit out, people. Try and figure out how that makes any fucking sense. But it was it's just something that I had to do. And I love it. And I genuinely love it. Stand-up is very fun. It's fun to perform stand-up. Is it more fun than living on Maui? Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it brings me more joy. Does it bring me more peace? Absolutely not. But maybe it brings me more joy. I don't know. The point is, if you want to do something, man, go fucking do the thing. Go get after it and take a chance. Take a chance while you can before you get caught up in shit that you don't want to be caught up in. Especially now. The world's ending, people. (laughs) Our society is on the verge of collapsing. I mean, we already are. We're just spiraling down. What is uh, what did Carlin say? Circling the drain. That's what we're doing. And the you know, it's when water goes down a drain, and it starts like big wide circles. And then the closer you get to the middle, the smaller the circles get, and the faster they get. That's what's happening to our society and our culture and our country right now. Is it's all breaking the fuck down right in front of us. So uh, no better time to get out there and do what the fuck it is that you want because, uh, you know, what the fuck else are you going to do? What the fuck else are you going to do? Get out there and get some shit done and, uh, you know, chase your dreams, chase your passions. Quit letting people tell you what the fuck you ought to be doing and what you should be doing. Do what it is that you want to do. Take a chance and you won't regret it. Take a fucking chance. And I guarantee you won't regret it. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way. This one, hey, no violence, no no fuss, no muss, just a good wholesome video of a dog farting. <laughs> the whole thing with these fucking dog fart videos, I love seeing a dog fart. They're very funny. <laughs> Wake themselves up sometimes. But the farts... You can never trust anything on the internet now, you know? So I'm always wondering if these dogs are actually farting or if it is just a fart sound over a dog. But this one, you could tell 
You could tell this dog is farting because of its asshole movement, all right? That's what you got to keep an eye on when you want to know the truth about these flatulent videos, all right? Is you got to keep an eye on the asshole. Because if the asshole don't move, that dog ain't farting. But if it opens up a little bit, that's probably a real fart. <laughs> In case y'all were wondering how these how these videos work, you got to look at the thing. You know what I mean? You got to pay close attention. I don't want no fake dog farting video. I want authentic, real, you know, <laughs> real dog fart videos. <laughs> but this one is fun. Just because, hey, it's a dog farting first and foremost. And then apparently the fart was real stinky. And these people have a cat. And uh, this, the fart was so bad it makes the cat puke. Have you all seen this video? It's great. It's very fun. <laughs> it is just a dog cutting a fart. The camera makes a weird cut though. So it does make me wonder if the cat is actually puking because of how stinky the dog fart is. But, uh, you know, big old chocolate lab, cuts a fart, asshole moves, and then there's a cat sitting on the stairs. I believe the cat's name is Monty in this particular video. And the cat just pukes down the stairs. And everyone's laughing, having a good time. Is it 100% real? I don't know. Have you ever cut a fart so bad it made you puke? Have you ever smelled something? <laughs> somebody. What if I even talk? Maybe somebody else's fart. I don't know. Do your own farts make you puke? Or do you like it? Do you like the smell of your own farts? I think most people do. Most people are like, hey, that one's that's a pretty good one. You know, that's a good one. The stinkier your own fart is, the prouder you feel. But the stinkier someone else's fart is it's more disgusting so maybe there's some jealousy involved in that you know like you don't like seeing other people achieve great things maybe that's what that means but uh i don't know hey you want to have a good laugh go check out this dog farting and this cat puking huh should be <laughs> it'll get you through your fucking week all right this podcast has gone up far too long at this point. Hey, thanks for checking it out, everybody. I appreciate your time. Uh, JoeKellyComedy.com. Keep your eyes on there for some shows uh, that I have coming up in Florida this weekend. Again, Panama City on Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, Mobile, Alabama Saturday and Pensacola on Sunday. JoeKellyComedy.com. Click on the Shows tab, and that'll get you all the venues and all that shit. Also... The, my album, my comedy album, Ladies and Leftovers, will be out October 26th. So look for that on streaming platforms. You can also uh, keep up to date. Keep up to date with that on my website, joekellycomedy.com. Thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. I hope we had some fun. Do what the fuck you want to do with your life, okay? Go have some fun. Go take some chances and see what you become, all right? Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. I'll catch you all around real soon. Later.